recorded live. Hey everyone, Huston here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. Today is April 3rd, 2017, and this is episode number 134, entitled Nintendo Switch, one month later, because it's exactly one month later from the launch of the Nintendo Switch. So here to discuss it all with me, we have Steve. Hey everyone, I am enjoying my Nintendo Switch. Well, the Pro Controller, actually, but um, I'm still enjoying it, though. Yeah. <laughs> we have Greg. Everyone, don't have my Switch on me right now, but it's nearby. And Barry. Hey, guys. I also don't have it right now with the dock, so I'm sorry. <laughs> so we may not have our Switches to show you guys, but uh, but we all do have a Switch, we promise. Um <laughs> And uh, so today, you know, it's exactly one month later, and we want to talk, you know, the latest thoughts on the Switch, the games, everything about it. And we want to get your thoughts as well. So the cool thing about this podcast is we like to make it interactive. And so we are streaming this live via TalkShoe and also a live video stream on Google Hangouts on our YouTube channel as well. So you can actually join in live, post your comments. Uh, shout out to Blake Chenoweth in the, uh, the YouTube chat there. Um, so anybody else is there? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> took, I've, I've been really out of it lately, <laughs> but, uh, oh, retro visions in the chat as well. Uh, visions. um, so it's everybody that's joining in, just post your comments and we'll, uh, we'll read them live on the, uh, on the podcast as well. Um, and so the other thing I wanted to mention is, we are also going to be trying out this new schedule, basically, uh, or at least having a schedule, because uh, for a while it's sort of been, you know, roughly once a month that we've done episodes, and it would always be roughly around the time that a certain Nintendo Direct or something would happen. But, you know, we thought, let's try and stick to some sort of a schedule, and we're going to aim for um, the, the first Monday of every month, 9 p.m. Eastern, um, see how that goes. We'll let you know if anything changes. Uh, and then if there's any like big other events, any else, any other things that we want to talk about, we can certainly do extra, you know, other podcast episodes as well. Um, but that way you guys know when to expect another episode. Um, and you can just kind of, you know, put that on your calendar, get it ready. So, uh, uh, just keep that in mind, uh, going forward. Um, and, and also, you know, we've been doing a lot of other shows, um, as part of our, you know, new expansions with Nintendo Fuse and new uh, avenues that we're trying to expand into. So we have our, our game chat series where we're talking about specific games. So if you really want to get into the, the details of different games, uh, you can check that out. Uh, and we have our industry talk uh, series as well. There's a really cool uh, um, uh, interview that, uh, that Barry did um, with the folks uh, behind Shovel Knight. So definitely go check that out. Um, so lots of really cool stuff. Uh, that uh, we've kind of been starting with Nintendo Fuse. So definitely keep that in mind. All right. So let's jump into the topic, Nintendo Switch one month later. So, you know, we've all been using the system now, probably mostly playing Zelda and maybe some other things too. Um, any any new thoughts in the system as certain, you know, things that you've kind of noticed over time after having played it for a while? What are your general feelings on the Switch one month later. Let's start with Steve. Oh, let's see. Um, I still enjoy it a lot. Um, that's pretty much my 
my gut reaction uh, one month out. Um, I, I think, uh, so I mentioned this, I think, last podcast as well, that I wish that there was more to it, uh, that there is, there's more in the system, um, more than just the gameplay and everything. So gameplay is awesome, and I, I, I just really enjoy playing it, but I, I do miss the other stuff because I think a lot of times that I'm, I'm just so used to having one system that does a lot of different things um, so that I can play my media and stuff like that through it as well. And it would just be nice to have, you know, to be able to, you know, I'm, I'm playing Zelda. I want to take a break for a bit. I just flip over to Netflix or flip over to YouTube or something like that, and then I can go back to it later or something. Um, I do miss that. I also uh, am really longing for when they fully roll out this whole online service uh, stuff because I feel like I'm, again, like what we have is great, but it's just it's, it's missing some of those other things that I really want. Um, I enjoy the fact that I can take screenshots um, anytime I want and share those. Um, however, I find myself taking screenshots on accident because of I accidentally hit that button instead of the minus button um, sometimes. But, hey, you know, whatever. Um, but it would be nice to record gameplay and, and share gameplay, like video and stuff as well. Um, it would be nice to play, you know, to do, you know, do all the, the online communication stuff and everything that's supposed to happen through the app and and everything like that. Um, I think that's the that's the biggest thing that I find is I'm still longing for the rest of the the system to to get here. And you know, I, I think I'm gonna keep feeling like that until it actually rolls up. Right, right. What about you, Greg? The biggest thing I've been running into is that um awful battery life. <laughs> Can tell you playing Zelda and only being able to play two and a half hours in handheld mode, I feel like a bit cheated. It's like um, I'm used to the 3DS lasting whatever at least five or six hours, so I have the 3D off all 100% of the time. So it was nice having like obviously with the DS that had like a super duper long battery life, like 100 hours or whatever, or even like the Pro controller that's like 80. But that's been my main thing right there. I mean, usually by the time I get home from work, it's already down to like. 33% and then it's like gee I can play for half an hour and then I can't play until it's like charged so it's kind of hard to play around the house when somebody else is using the TV so that's kind of my major downside there because at least the Wii U you were it was still powered on and you'd be able to play inside the house so I guess I just need a, another charging cable but look yeah, everything else all those that's, that's one of the the things that I, I invested in as a uh, as a USB C cable, and I have a like a, a power strip by my couch and by you know my bedside and everything, and so I just keep a USB C, and it's it's like charging almost all the time um, when I'm playing in handheld around the house. Um, so very cheap and uh, wise investment, at least in my opinion. <laughs> How long is the cable? Um, I got, or... I think, a six, six feet one, but you can get, yeah. like, ten oh, yeah. feet one. Or we went, but I think I think the one I got is, like, somewhere between four, four and six feet. Yeah, because the biggest thing around here, I mean, I have a child, so a lot of her outlets are protected with the little covers on it. So it'd be a lot of, like, oh, unplug this, pull out the charger, plug it in. Okay, now I have to unplug it again because it'd be <laughs> out there again. And it's a lot of hassle moving around cords, so. I mean, I guess I could give it a shot, but 
I don't know. I wish I could get more than two and a half hours is the bottom line. <laughs> or you could always get a uh, power, like, a portable battery and just keep it handy, I guess. Yeah. I do have one for a head for the iPhone or whatever, so might have to just keep it charged and keep it with me. Yeah, yeah I hear you. It's it's a pain that you have to think about that, like, because you didn't have to. We didn't have to with the 3DS and other stuff like you were saying, um, but you have to think about battery management this time around, which is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. All right. What about you, Barry? Any uh, similar or different experiences? Um, for me, uh, I could say what what bothers Steve doesn't bother me. I don't miss the other functions, and that's mainly because when I boot it up, I boot it up to play. And when switching to another media, uh, I have other systems hooked up. So if I want to do Netflix or, or Amazon, I've got my 360 or my PS3 or PS4 uh, that I do it on. And when I want to watch Blu-rays, I've got PS3 or PS4 that I, I'll throw my Blu-rays in. So to me, switching media is no big deal because uh, I always have multiple systems. Uh, so I'd rather than focus on games. I think in today's industry, it's less important overall, um, simply because if you think about, you know, in the GameCube, that's exactly what they stated too. Hey, we're putting the GameCube out. It is simply a game machine. And Sony said, well, our PS2 is also a DVD player, and it worked. It, they sold gangbusters as DVD players. And we tried that again with the PS3, and what happened was it failed because $600 and, you know, it was early, early uh, time for that technology. I don't think we absolutely need Netflix right off the bat. Why? Because most people have smartphones. Most people can access Netflix or YouTube on smartphones. Uh, or they have another device or a smart TV or an iPad or a Kindle or, you know, a Nook. And, you know, a hundred different devices all can use these other apps. And these apps are coming, uh, especially considering this was a soft launch. Um, I don't miss it. Uh, as for the battery life, that hasn't plagued me yet, mainly because I discovered that playing Zelda portably, while it's really, really neat, it actually kind of triggers my vertigo a little bit because of the smaller screen and how constantly I'm looking around where on the TV, I don't get that problem. And it's more a grandiose adventure. So I'll sit back and I'll watch and I'll play on my big TV. However, I love the portable for smaller games. I'm doing like I Am Tatsuna now, uh, and I did some Blaster Master Zero uh, earlier, uh, and, and stuff like that. The, a, the battery life doesn't drain as much, but B, for smaller games, I think that's great. Uh, as for power, uh, like Steve, uh, I have the official Nintendo adapter I bought, and that I have by my bed, so that's usually where I play my handheld, so I can just bring it up in bed, you know, plug it in and play. And then when I go to sleep, I just set it on the, the nightstand. And when I wake up in the morning, it's charged all night. So I just unplug it and back in the dock it goes. Um, that I do suggest. But outside of that, I mean, I think everything about it right now works. Uh, knock on wood, uh, everything is working. Uh, now there's this, the bend gate happening. Uh, so I'm <laughs> paranoid checking mine. Like, is it bending? You know, like, like, please don't bend, you know, like, like I need this, like I need a hole in the head, so please don't bend, you know. Uh, 
and you know, I'm a little, a little bit paranoid about that now. Like, oh, I leave it on. The heat, you know, like it's ventilated, all that stuff. It's on top. But overall, I'm very satisfied. I, I do not regret the purchase one bit. Uh, even if Zelda didn't come out, I would not regret the purchase just because I think the system is unique. It's great to hold. It's got a lot of functionality and future functionality and future content coming. So I'm happy with it. It's interesting you, you mentioned the um, the not wanting to play Zelda on handheld as much. Um, I, I found the same thing, not because of Vertigo or anything, but because it's such an action-oriented game, especially when you get to the harder you know areas. And I don't enjoy playing it on in you know attached controllers you know to the to the console itself. Um, I really much prefer playing on the TV with the pro controller. Um, like in the beginning of the game, I didn't mind. But when the game gets harder and I need to make more precise, you know, uh, decisions and, and movements very, very quickly and, and be on my game, um, I don't like playing it in handheld at all. Um, so I've, I've switched to, I think, in the beginning, it was like 50-50. Now it's like maybe 98% of the time I, I prefer playing on TV now. Yeah, the other thing is also the controller. Like, the Pro Controller is absolutely amazing. And especially in Zelda where you use the D-pad so much, I got so used to that. And when I try, like, in handheld, I'm like, oh, i got to push these buttons, and they're all individual. So it, it just feels weird. And the, and the plus and the, and the minus are completely different positions. They're straight up as opposed to, like, more central uh, or start and select or, or more commonly found. So, like, I, I, I'm, like, so backwards. I'm, like, it's almost like playing an MMO with a keyboard and mouse where I'm used to playing with a controller. It's like that. I'm just, I might as well just not play. Like, <laughs> I'm so not used to it. I mean, I did just pick up the Pro Controller, but I think I've only used it, like, once. So, I, oh, <laughs> contrasting to both of you, I spent, like, 95% of my time, like, in handheld mode. It's, like, the TV is, like, only when it's, like, available, which is, like, more rare in my household. So, I'm very used to playing it on the go, and I absolutely love it. I don't see it, any decrease in quality of how I play or claiming I can't see something. I just love it. Well, you know, you can do a controller with the tabletop. You can prop it up or get, like, the special stand, which which I recommend if you have a battery problem, especially with Zelda. Get the the Hori stand. allows you to plug it in while playing in tabletop, and then you can still use the Pro Controller. Yeah, but it's kind of hard when part of my commute that I'm playing it is on a train, so oh, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm, the I'm train's gonna stuff. stop and then it's gonna fall and then the screen's gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah, crack. I haven't found too many. I haven't found too many practical uses, for, at least in my situation of tabletop mode. Like, it, it, like usually if I'm using a handheld, I'm like laying down in bed, so I'm not gonna prop it up anywhere or on the sofa or something. Like, I haven't really. I I did use tabletop mode on a plane, which we'll talk about, uh, which is kind of cool, but. The uh, but I'm kind of with Greg and I've been playing Zelda a lot in handheld mode and I I have a pro controller and, I, and before it was pretty like 50-50 and I love the pro controller and it's great but I just there's just something about the portableness of it and just being able to just play with that and I've just gotten used to that and it's I just I love you know the the convenience of that I think and and um, so I've kind of been enjoying that a lot but in tabletop mode is also pretty interesting as playing it on the uh, plane so just you know pull down a little tray, set it up, and I'm playing there with my, you know, Joy-Cons and stuff. And, like, you know, uh, it's just, it just it feels really interesting, and it, it's kind of cool. 
to to do that. And uh, and the stand was pretty sturdy. It wasn't falling over like that stupid CNET <laughs> video. You know, like it, it was totally fine. Um, I feel like the so, uh, the best place to play in tabletop is on the plane because <laughs> I, I have found like the angle isn't it, it doesn't prop back far enough in most of my situations. But I feel like on a on a tray table in an airplane that's actually probably pretty good and you can kind of lounge back a little bit and it's right at the right height and it's perfect. But if I'm sitting it on like a, a desk in front of me or or um, dining room table or anything like that, I, I feel like it's not angled properly that it, that it, at least the angle that I want. So I know like Greg or uh, Barry has the other stand, which is nice and everything. Yeah. And I have another stand um, that I got for my iPad a while back. It's like called a key stand, um, but it, it fits in there pro- properly and I can just, you know, angle it whatever I want. Um, but the included, you know, kickstand that it's supposed to be there for tabletop, I feel like it's very limited use because of the angle that it goes at. I agree. I was going to say the Hori stand that I have has three different angles. Uh, so if you were thinking about getting that, uh, it's nice because you can kind of pick and choose. Uh, what I'm curious about is on the plane, did anyone like look over? Did anyone comment about it, especially since it's so new? That's what I was, I was like thinking. I was like, I'm going to pull this out. People were like, ooh, what's that? I'm like, no, nobody said a thing. The guy next to me is like fast asleep. You know, like like nobody said a thing at all. And I have the I have the blue Joy-Cons, so they're nice and, like, bright Joy-Cons and everything. Nobody said a thing. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. So it's okay. It's all good. He wasn't leaning uh, over going, oh, you should probably go that direction instead. Because of- I was like, I was like, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll just boot up this other game. And, you know, if he likes it, I'll be like, hey, I can share the Joy. You know, we'll, we'll play some multiplayer <laughs> or something. But, no, nobody cared. Nobody cared. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, no, it, it was definitely pretty pretty cool to, to have that. And I, I actually got another um, – the official AT adapter to bring with me to kind of charge on the way because I don't want to have to unhook my dock and do all that stuff. But I actually never, I never played more than three hours on the plane, anyways. Partly because I was like getting some sleep in and other stuff. But um, so I ended up actually never needing. I charged it like at the hotel when I went to LA. Um, but uh, like I never needed to charge it on the way or anything like that. So I didn't have any uh, uh, issues with that. But um, but yeah, so far overall, I mean, I think my experience with the Switch is kind of, you know, pretty much echoing what you all said. I think for me as well, I, I kind of want to see more with the eShop and like virtual console, like just that kind of stuff. And I, I think I read something the other day, which kind of is, is really sad where the eShop, you know, you go to your, your list of recent releases and apparently there's there's enough releases now that they don't all display on the page and there's no way to go back and search for stuff like there's a couple of games now that like if you just go in the eShop to browse you literally can't browse for those games unless you specifically search that title uh in the search box you know like so there's some games out there that like how are people going to find that like that's there's so few games in the eShop and there's already difficulty finding them that's not a good sign to publishers like that's they need to fix that it's true although it's the server is currently going undergoing maintenance so maybe they're fixing that right now To be fair, I was going to say, to be fair, they are actually listening to criticism. I mean, mean, number one criticism against Breath of the Wild was frame rate, and they actually did release a patch to fix frame rate issues. Uh, I haven't tested in, like, fire areas, but which is where I encountered the most problems. But the fact that they're doing that says, hey, we are listening to you guys. So that very well may be a feature they do add. And I say feature, you know, loosely, it shouldn't be a feature. It should be you know, a default thing, but that may be a feature that that will be added maybe today. 
That's yeah, Bomberman's biggest problem. Bomberman's <laughs> biggest problem is the lag, and they fix supposedly fix that. Yeah, that's Konami. That's supposedly. not Nintendo, though. Yeah, I know, but it's still space related. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah. Is if you if you put so little things in a product in the very beginning, everything that they add in later are features, even if they're things that should be in there to start with, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's certainly. <laughs> and then then you look at the recent change logs or you know updates. It's, you know, making the system more stable. Great, great. What about the rest of the stuff? Um, <laughs> I want to talk in the chat. Um, and uh, shout out to Ross uh, in the chat room, as well as uh, Steve Desmarais. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I say that every week, but I, I don't know how to pronounce your name, so I apologize. Um, but I do appreciate you coming back, so hopefully I didn't completely butcher it because you keep coming back. Um, so... Uh, just a couple little discussions that they're having. So I want to kind of jump into some games then. And one of the games they're talking about, uh, and Steve mentioned, is, is um, you know, he's asking about LEGO City Undercover. Um, are you guys planning on uh, getting that for Switch, or have you gotten that before? I know for myself, I got it on Wii U. Um, and I played it a little bit, uh, a decent amount. Um, I'm, like, half thinking of maybe buying it on Switch because there isn't too much else. But then again, I'm also, like, Zelda's, taking up so much time anyways and before you know it Mario Kart will be here and then I'll just be sucked in all that so I'll, I might just pass on that one but what do you guys think? I I want to be excited and I was really excited about the Wii U version and I did not end up getting it and time went on and I end up never missing it um, and so I think that's probably what I'm going to feel like for this one like if I have the time, um, if I'm not going to be, you know, still playing a lot of Zelda and, and you know, have, you know, um, Mario Kart and everything else uh, that's taking up my, you know, gaming time, maybe I'll pick it up. But I have a feeling it'd be a similar situation where if I if I miss this uh, game, I'm probably not going to be too disappointed. And, and maybe I'll eventually pick it up in a, you know, bargain bin or something like that. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a whole lot less excited this time around for, for LEGO City than I was when, when it first came out. Yeah, I, know, I, I disagree on the uh, um, disappointment side. I had gotten it like almost like whatever six months after it released on Wii U and I played it until I beat it. I didn't go 100% because that seemed kind of ridiculous. But I had really enjoyed it on the Wii U, but I really do not think I'll get it on Switch because it's, it's like the same game and think I should be buying it twice so um, I probably wasn't going to buy it but again I really played the heck out of it on Wii U and really loved it a lot I'd asked for a review copy but I haven't gotten it so I probably won't end up getting it then what about you Barry uh, well as for the Wii U I don't know if you can see this but this was the actual pre-order bonus the Chase uh, Lego figure for pre-ordering it on the Wii U. So I actually have it from launch, and I never actually got the time to play it because life just got <laughs> crazy. So I paid $60 for it then because this was a GameStop exclusive, so I couldn't even get Amazon to deal. Uh, and I ha- it's still sitting in the wrapper. So uh, I'm not going to pay $60 for the Switch version, especially <laughs> right now with everything going on in my life. Um, maybe down the road when it's like $20 or something like that, um, maybe I'll pick it up, but 
there's so many other games coming out, and there's so many games in my backlog, and, you know, I just, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm glad it's coming. I'm glad they're supporting the Switch. Uh, that's great. Uh, I think it's a good game from everything I've seen. If you're interested in it and didn't play the Wii U version, uh, then I think the Switch version is the one to get simply because it is portable as well. Um, but I and loading am, times. <laughs> <laughs> Loading times are greatly improved, as you heard too. So. Oh, that's good too. But I'm not. I'm not going to get it. Not until it's bargain bin at this point. Right. Right. So let's talk like just uh, other games um, in uh, in general. So um, you know, there's a couple other games being thrown around in the in the chat there, like I Am Setsuna, Blaster Master Zero, a couple different games there. So um, what other games, obviously besides Zelda? Um, have you all been playing or planning to purchase in the coming weeks? Um, I know for myself, um, mostly Zelda, really, but beyond that, I've actually just been playing a decent amount of the Japanese demo for uh, was it Puya Pop uh, Tetris. Um, the, uh, so, because it's actually a decent amount of just free content right there, so I'll just boot up a little game of Tetris and play every now and then. Uh, so that's actually kind of fun. Um, and then I was playing the uh, Splatoon uh, uh, Global Test Fire stuff over the weekend, Splatoon 2, and um, uh, that was a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was definitely uh, great to do, and I'm, I'm really excited about the game, but obviously we're going to have to wait a couple months at least for, uh, for that. But um, I enjoyed playing that. I really did not like using the uh, Joy-Cons like, detached from the system. I tried that and it just really was not working well at all um, with the motion controls. Um, it just, it felt really just off. Um, but uh, handheld mode was okay, but the Pro Controller was the way to go for that game. Um, it, it felt great with the Pro Controller. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited for, for Splatoon 2 as well. Um, what about you guys? What else have you been playing or looking forward to? Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to Splatoon 2 and, and Mario Kart. Uh, of course. Um, what have I been playing off? Uh, I've played a lot of Snipper Clips. Um, I think I've almost finished. Um, my wife and I have been trying to, to go through Snipper Clips, and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, so um, we've I've been playing that. Um, recently, I've been playing a lot more One Two Switch. Um, I was in, you know, uh, I brought it to a, a group setting <laughs> just last night, and um, a lot they had they had a lot of fun with it and it was it was cool that that game definitely shines in a in a group situation um i haven't been able to even get my wife to to, to try one you switch at home because because most of the time we're just like you know what we're kind of lazily sitting around on the couch and like i don't want to get up and actually like i'd be active in a game like who does that so um so and we'll usually kick back with like snipper clips instead um, and then uh, we played a lot of fast RMX. We're probably going to do a game chat on that sometime soon um, because it's it's a really cool game, um, really really fun, really challenging. Um, it looks fantastic, and so if you're into racing games, if you're into F Zero, it's it's one of the best F Zero games. Um, I was showing it off to a friend of mine last night, and he's like, "Why didn't they call it F Zero?" I was like, "Well, technically Nintendo didn't make it, that's why it's not called F Zero." But if Nintendo made it, this would be F-Zero. Um, I got Snake Pass. Uh, I'm going to be covering that for the review, um, but I haven't played it yet. I'm going to try to do a lot of recording of, of my gameplay for that, so I haven't, I haven't fired it up yet. But um, let me see. I got my Switch right here. Let's see if there's anything else that I've really played much of. Oh, Bomberman, of course. And I did download the Shovel Knight. Um, 
because I didn't own it on Wii U. I owned it on 3DS, and I was like, you know what? I always wanted to be able to play it on my TV, um, so I went ahead and got the Shovel Knight uh, set on the Treasure Trove on Switch. I got Othello um, only because I'm a really big fan of Othello. It's a really cheap game. Um, it's cool to play on the screen. I'm not going to play it most of the time except for when I'm traveling. So that's that's the big time. I'm really looking forward to you know playing some games uh, with my wife and different stuff like that when I'm traveling. So, yeah, I picked up more games than I thought I would, actually, uh, for this system. Like, every time I turn around, I'm, you know, looking into another game or downloading another game. And, like, wow, this is this was totally unexpected. I didn't think I'd be downloading things and, and purchasing more games until – you know, Splatoon and Mario Kart and Mario Odyssey comes out, but uh, but I find myself picking up several other games. Cool. What about you, Greg? It's been mostly highly focused on Zelda, but I did get one two switch from the local library, and me and my wife had played it and went through all 28 games. So some of them are pretty crazy and had no idea what I was getting into, but. Other ones were like, what the heck are you doing? What's the object of this? And I still can't figure it out. <laughs> like, there's like this wizarding one, and it like sounds really cool, but I haven't quite figured out, like, are you supposed to like wave your arm? Are you supposed to like yeah. go back and forth? I mean, are yeah, you supposed so- to stand and hold it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> And like the other ones, like I still cannot beat anybody at quick draw. I'm like the worst quick draw player there is. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> seems to get it before I do. <laughs> like I'll feel like I'm first, but it's like, nope, you lost by like a second. I'm like, okay, sure, whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> like the one game I'm like designated to lose. So, um, <laughs> one game I am really excited to pick up would be the Binding of Isaac. I had it on. Um, the 3DS, it was absolutely amazing. Can't wait to pick it up on Switch. Just the price point is kind of high, so hope to get it sooner or later. But I think that physical version really drove up the price because I think it was only whatever $15 on 3DS, and this one's like 40 So that's kind of expensive for already what I know what I'm mostly getting into, and it's mostly the same game with some added features on it. So I'll still want to get it, but. Might not get it for a couple more weeks. And obviously, I'm excited for Splatoon, Mario Kart, that stuff. So. Gotcha. Cool. What about you, Barry? Uh, still playing a lot of Zelda. Uh, Zelda, Zelda, Zelda. It's, uh, I, yeah, I finally... Hold on. Can, can we talk about the uh, activity log for a second? Because I'm like browsing through everything. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I have over 30 hours of Zelda. Somebody, you know, somebody else had 100 hours, like Barry, 215 hours or something. Ah. So that was like, I hadn't seen it okay. recently. Impressive. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was like I, a day or two ago, so I don't even know what it is now. Uh, That's honest, impressive. I, I haven't played it today, but yes. Um, <laughs> today. I, I just hit, last night, I just hit my 450th Korok. So I'm like, all right, I, I'm done for a little bit. I'm halfway. I'm done. I'll do the rest with the expansion pass, uh, you know, when that stuff comes out. But, oh, you know, my gosh. It, it's been doing, like, I, I grinded every year off outside of Star Fragments, the four stars. And now I just found out how to grind Star Fragments. So I'm like, do I really want to grind 150 of these things? 
you know, one every five minutes, that's like, you know, like 15 hours of doing nothing, but oh, I really want, you know. So, uh, no, I've, I've lost myself in Zelda due to the events that have transpired in my life um, recently. Uh, I've just used it as a, an escape uh, from reality uh, and just did what I could to uh, just just have fun in the world. Uh, but I, I do, I mean, I'm a Zelda fan. Everyone who's watched this podcast knows my love for Zelda. So, I mean, I kind of feel ashamed that I'm not going for all 900 Korok for my pizza poop uh, right now. But I did do, like, the, the commendium, like, all the pictures and everything like that. Uh, you know, I did everything else that I could. But just a great game. Uh, on top of that, I, I am back in IM Fortuna. I'm taking a break. and moving to something else. Uh, I played a little bit more Bomberman. Uh, uh, I didn't go back to the 1-2-Switch much. I went back once to show my father some stuff. But, like, it was very short-lived due to the craziness that, that, that is you know, the event of Shiva. Um, I did pick up Binding of Isaac and has been heroes, but I have yet to open them up to play them. Uh, just because I look at them and go, I want to, but Zelda. <laughs> like, <laughs> so now I'm finally at that point where, and then Blaster Master Zero, I got to get back to. I did play uh, a little bit of that, but again, like, it's just been such, like, Zelda is such a breath of fresh air that. I really needed it, and it came at a good time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a spoiler for our December episode is most likely going to be my game of the year. I mean, uh, spoiler. <laughs> right. Now I'm pretty sure uh, Zelda's probably going to be uh, most of our game of the years, if not, you know, all of ours, definitely. I think, it's pretty uh, much guaranteed in the top three for everybody. Oh, yeah. Where, it yeah. where it falls exactly is just going to be depending on the person, probably. Right. Yeah, and it, and it really, yeah, I think, I mean, the only game that I think will compete, I mean, I'm going to love, I already know, I'm going to love Mario Kart, I'm going to love Splatoon, but they're not necessarily game of the year kind of quality um, because there's not, I, I don't, I may, they might for me, especially with Splatoon, because we don't know anything about the single player, but I'm assuming it's not really going to be that well-rounded game like Zelda is. But, however, I, we might be we might be shocked by Mario Odyssey. It might be might be contending for uh, for the game of the year. Who knows? Yeah, the only thing against it is just how like late in the year it'll probably release compared to you know Zelda and stuff. So people might not get a chance to fully delve much into it. I guess depending on when it comes out. Unless they pull a uh, holiday meeting January or some weird thing like that, you know, on us. I hope not, because Mario would be perfect for, like, the true holidays, but, you know, we'll, well see. Um, then it kind of goes into the next category, kind of like Final Fantasy XV uh, released in December of this year, but it wasn't even put up for, like, any Game of the Year awards because it released so late, but they'll count it for this year because most awards go, like, December till November as opposed to January to December. Because otherwise, everything released in December, the busiest holiday season gets shafted. So they have to do it that way. So technically, you know, even if it released later December, you know, it probably won't be on Game of the Year awards for many sites, maybe not even ours, because, uh, you know, depending on when it releases. But next year will definitely, <laughs> definitely be there for sure. Right. I don't think for sure a lot. Okay. I was going to say, I have a good feeling it's probably be out that Friday before Thanksgiving week. Probably. That's usually when Nintendo launches those holiday games. It's, that's 
<laughs> a week right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that would be the smartest thing for them to do, because that's that's going to be the real launch. The real launch is going to be the week of Thanksgiving. That's when Mario's coming out, and that's when they're probably going to push heavy marketing campaigns. And they'll they may even do Nintendo Selects for all we know. Like, hey, let's re-release Zelda and maybe Splatoon 2 and Lego City Undercover again as a Nintendo Select. Just something to to get games back in there or something. Who knows? Let's not get too optimistic with Nintendo here. Nintendo Selects, we got to wait a good, like, five <laughs> years probably before we get any kind of a discount on any of these games. That's, it's that's Nintendo. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, that would be that would be cool. Yeah. Um, in the chat room, uh, Steve Desmarais and saying he's been playing a bit of Snake Pass, and so has Ross, uh, who says Snake Pass is so chill and rewarding. It's another good one in handheld mode. Uh, Blake says Has Been Heroes is a game my wife picked up and liked it. Um, also good in handheld mode. Um, Mike in the chat says the price point of Binding of Isaac is, is fine, includes all the DLC, $5 more than the Steam version. Um, so a couple of different games kind of thrown out there as well. So um, definitely a bunch of different uh, content that's, uh, that's worth uh, exploring on, uh, on Switch. Um, the other thing I wanted to kind of ask about, because, you know, there's, there's been all this talk about, like, the, the Joy-Con issues and different things, like, the just, you know, now it's been a month and people have been using the hardware for a decent amount of time. Have you encountered any specific issues with your Switch or anything that would be concerning at all about the system? I, I haven't, no. Um, even I, I, I've been trying to be really careful. I keep looking over here because my switch is docked over here. Um, I keep like looking at the, the screen. I'm, I've been really, really careful to when I like put it in the dock and when I'm not, um, like I, you know, try to do really well about like pushing or like keeping it to the back when I slide it in and slide it out. Like, um, so I don't let the screen really rub against the front. So, um, I mean, before, before that happened, you know, before we started getting reports of that, I didn't care at all, and I didn't see, you know, screen scratches or anything like that. But I've, uh, but I've tried to like make sure that that doesn't happen now. So I think as long as I'm being careful, it's fine. Um, but I'm not seeing any bending or anything like that. I mean, I, but at the same time, like I, I don't know, probably like a lot of you guys, like I take really good care of my electronics, and so. Um, yeah, I'm not putting them in my pocket and sitting on them. I'm not like exposing them to extreme heat or cold and I'm not, you know, doing them that sort of thing. So I don't really, you know, I'm probably not going to see a normal any, you know, anything beyond like normal wear and tear. Um, my three DSs are all still excellent condition and that sort of thing. So um I haven't found anything. It just normally, you know, tearing up. So Either I got a really good one and other people got bad ones, or maybe I'm just obsessively um, taking care of mine. I do have to say, playing 1-2 Switch, I got I felt like the blue one was not as accurate when we were playing. Like, my wife was doing that um, plate spinning game, and then, like, we had switched remotes because she was such, she was like, how do you do it? Like, you're just spinning in a circle, and then I saw like when I was, had the blue one, it was not like doing like a full circle. It was kind of like doing the, the little jumping around, kind of like how they show like when you do like the sinking thing. So 
I mean, we were kind of standing like right in front of the TV and like we had, it was docked and everything. So I don't know what was going on there. I mean, it wasn't like we were across the room or more than, we weren't even more than six feet away from the TV. So it was kind of weird. It was just not, it was only happened during like a very few games, but it just seemed kind of weird. It was not like picking it up or something. Right. Hmm. What about you, Barry? Uh, mine, I haven't had that problem like Steve. Ever since the reports of the scratching, <clears throat> I've been extra careful, although I have kept mine in the dock for days sometimes just because I've been playing Zelda, so I'm not doing that in handheld. Um, but every time I pull it out, even just to show people, I'm very careful, and then very careful, like extra careful, like more more careful than I normally would be, and I'm already very careful with gaming stuff. But I'm like, I'm almost like, you know, I want to get the white gloves, you know, and put it in, you know, very, very, very precise, uh, just to make sure I don't scratch. And like, like you know, talking about the bending, no bending, but I was paranoid. I got to go check now, you know. So I'm like, I'm like Steve, you know, maybe I just get good ones. Uh, my 3DS is just still fine. Uh, the screen protectors, I can't say the same for, but the, the actual unit is fine. Uh, yeah, I, I'm happy with the build quality. Um, plus, it's Nintendo, so, you know, they will, you know, God forbid something happens, they they will take care of you, I hope. Although they seem to think the left Joy-Con thing is perfectly fine, and dead pixels are a, are a character, you know, builder or something, so who knows. Well, they are fix- they're they're fixing those Joy Cons, which is nice. I I thought about like just sending mine in just because, um, but I'm like I, I haven't had an issue. But I've not played, I'm not other than one two switch, and I've not played it a whole lot. I don't play too many games where I'm just holding the Joy Cons. Like like I I tried Zelda like that, and I actually didn't like it, um, which I thought was weird because I thought I would like it. Um, because I enjoyed playing Skyward Sword and other games like with the the Wii Remote and Nunchuck, but I didn't really enjoy playing. It just wasn't comfortable for me. Um, I much preferred the Pro Controller or attached, um, you know, to the the dock or the the system or whatever. Um, but so I haven't. I probably need to actually just test it um, to see if my Joy Cons are, are good or not. Um, if I need to send them in, but I've not been in too many situations where I would naturally you know, find out if mine are working or not. Yeah, like you, I have never right. put mine in. I never detached the Joy-Cons from that grip or the console to play Zelda. So, um, well, now we have the Pro Controller. I would, won't even use them. So, if I'm using the TV, that is. So, yeah, I, I probably would use, like, to detach the Joy-Cons, it's probably more if I use tabletop mode or something. Like, I probably otherwise wouldn't really use it. I haven't had any issues playing it like that, but um, but otherwise might as well just use like the Pro Controller or something. And like literally I'm sitting right here, the dock, like I'm touching the dock right now on my table. Like it's so close anyways that like I I wouldn't, you know, really have those connectivity issues with, with it being this close anyway. So um, I do kind of want to send mine in, but I don't want to be able to not play the console. <laughs> you have the Pro Controller now. Well, yeah, but I won't. I don't know what I'll do with the screen on when I'm on the train. It's fine if I'm like taking a break at work. I can prop it on a desk or something. But I'm yeah, on really the train. Really one-handed <laughs> play. Hold the screen and like play with one hand somehow. One hand. Well, okay, well, you find screen. a really nice person that you're sitting by and say, "Hey, can you mind <laughs> holding this?" And 
<laughs> here's what you do. All you have to do is just get to a particular tower you want in Zelda, and then just hold hold it and just look around while you're in the train ride and just admire the view and just go, oh, there's an area. <laughs> put your and markers you know, down. Put your markers of different areas you might see, and every ta- every train trip, pick a different tower, and you might find some shrines that way. Yeah, I'm up to like 62 shrines, and usually the ones near the tower are the ones that go to first because it's like, oh, there's a red flame, boom, go in there. Well, then pick a mountaintop or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit harder to get to, but. <laughs> well, you do it beforehand. You do it at home with the pro controller, yeah. and then, then you Actually, the it's, it's really easy to climb mountains one-handed. I do it all the time. Like, I'll, I'll find a mountain that is like, okay, pushing up. Um, drinking right. some tea and doing something else with my other hand, and I'm like, oh yeah, look, I'm at the top of the mountain now. He's missing the left Joy-Con, so he can't do that. He can jump though, you know. He can just, you know, keep yep. jumping. He's got a pro controller. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm talking with <laughs> these handheld missing a left Joy-Con. <laughs> so that's probably what the guy in the the commercial was doing when he was cooking. I was like, why how is he playing Zelda and cooking at the same time? He was just climbing a mountain or something. Like it all makes sense. <laughs> um the uh let's see what else um in the chat room they're saying. Um they're talking about uh renting out a switch. Oh at libraries apparently yeah. huh Interesting. I know you could rent like games, although I haven't really done that in a while, but apparently you can rent consoles too. So check your local library if you want to try out a Nintendo Switch, apparently, because they don't have demo stations in stores. You go to GameStop, Toys R Us, Target, you can't try it out. Go to your library and try out a Nintendo Switch. Because those librarians were really on top of it. They stayed up all night long to get you their their, uh, their community Switch. Just for you to take it home and ruin it because kids don't care. <laughs> Well, I mean, most people probably wouldn't think to rent a game console from the library, so you're probably going to be able to get it pretty easily, I would think. So it's actually not bad. Hmm, interesting idea. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, yeah. I was going to say that's what you go could ahead. do if you have a broken system or something. You could just go to your library, rent it, and then bring it back. Hey, I got it defective or something, you know. But, but you know the library <laughs> system is going to have stickers all over the crap of bar oh, yeah. all over like property of this, like engraved, you know, like don't, you can't touch it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, there's gonna be stuff all over that, I'm sure. Probably like covering up the the kickstand on the back too with giant stickers, oh. anyways. So you can't even like take that out, and if the kickstand's even there, it's probably already broken yeah. off by somebody else. Oh God, it's someone's house somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, any uh, any other uh. Thoughts on the Nintendo Switch one month later? Mm, I I got nothing like other than um, can't wait for Mario Kart. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll get this month review copies uh, soon. But um, it's gonna be here before you know it, anyhow. So um, yeah, we'll definitely uh, be excited about. It. I, I I am excited about. It. I'm hoping that they roll out the at least some online service thing that makes online, you know, play with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, better than just random battles and stuff like that. I hopefully they actually have, you know, <laughs> like enough rolled out where they can actually have friend battles and everything like that because it's, um, it'd be nice to be able to organize some stuff and, and be able to play with other 
um, viewers and, and readers and everything like that from the Nintendo Fuse community and, and all that sort of thing. So we'll see. Yeah, totally. So by the time we do the uh, the next podcast, unless there's some other special episode, we'll have uh, Mario Kart to talk about as well. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully some other some other cool stuff as well. So that should definitely be, be exciting. Um, what I want to is with Mario Kart 8, what would you guys, or how would you feel if they released Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which we already know has a few extra characters and the new Matamo and the two items and all that. And right after that, or the same day, they announced two new DLC packs, similar to the first two DLC packs that they didn't include in this game that are coming later on in 2017. Uh, again, another eight courses, three characters, three cars for like eight bucks or whatever it is. Like, you think that would be a, a good smart technique, or do you think that would piss people off, or you piss you guys off? Take my money. One of those Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As long as it's cheap enough, I, that last those last DLC packs were really inexpensive in, in my opinion. So if they make it like that again, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I sure. think it would also be fine. I mean, I didn't really actually play Mario Kart 8 DLC packs. I bought them, but I might have just tried it out for like a session or two. But uh... <laughs> I also don't really like the most the main command the. Uh, main thing where you couldn't even hold more than one weapon that kind of really threw me from playing it a lot more but now that they have that fixed too it i'll probably be playing this one a lot more <laughs> i love how you you say that's fixed it was like it was the it was a it was broken from the last it's a feature remember it's, it's a new <laughs> yeah, feature it's now right. <laughs> but it's like that's been around like in like every game i mean it's not just double dash i mean you were able to hold one behind you in mario and mario kart 64 and you were able to pull up a brand new item this is like nothing new. But that one, what are you talking about? The new feature. New feature. Deluxe. Deluxe feature. Oh, and bombs. You could do that with. You couldn't do that if you had a mushroom or, or a star or a lightning right. bolt. You couldn't hold the second one. Right. Then you, you never can. Yeah. But it's, it's, yeah, I think it's fun. I, you know, Barry, uh, or have Barry likes to give assignments for Verzino uh, Blade and, and other games. Yeah, Greg, you need to go and uh, play the rest of the DLC from Mario Kart before next time. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> it won't be the first homework assignment of 2017. <laughs> That's it, Greg. I don't, no more I don't really have a lot of room to power on my Wii U console. <laughs> yeah, I, I played it for the first time, uh, was it yesterday or something? We were playing, uh, my sister was like, let's play Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. I was like, ah, really? <laughs> we busted out that game and tried it out, and it was so boring. That was that was almost you know. our game of the year last year, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, luckily I'll have some better choices this year. And then after, by default. Uh, and after Amiibo Fest, you loaded up Happy Home Designer too, right? <laughs> that's uh, the next one on the list. Uh, you know, that's that's hilarious. You know, you're talking about a system you haven't turned on in a while, and I think for most of us, we haven't turned on the Wii U in a little while. But to go back and play any of the great games, hey, let's go play Smash, let's play Mario Kart, you know, let's play Captain Toad. Let's well, play... it wasn't my choice. <laughs> but Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival is like <laughs> the bottom barrel of the game. One of the Barbie games or something like that. Actually, one of the Barbie games would probably be better. They're probably better. Right. 
no, it was my sister. Like we were trying to figure out a game to play. It was uh, me, my sister, my wife. And so uh, my wife hadn't played at Amiibo Festival. And so my sister was like, oh, let's just play it. And it's like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> we had a you little bit what? of time. Let's just try it. What, um, you should yeah. play We Party You, which is a much better party game. In fact, it's the best on the system for board games. It's better than Mario Party 10, which still would have been better than Amiibo Festival. <laughs> Probably. You know, I don't think I ever got We Party U, actually. I have Mario Party 10, which I regret, but... Oh, yeah. yeah. We Party U is a lot better than Mario Party 10. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean... And Nintendo Land is always back, great, too. So. <laughs> Nintendo Land, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, now I'm curious. How did your wife like Amiibo Festival? Or was she bored in the first time? I, I mean, it was it was pretty pretty boring. We were kind of looking at the other little mini games and stuff that that are available, but I, it, again, it was still really wasn't that entertaining at all. There's there's no <laughs> skill involved in that game. There really isn't. So <laughs> so, but it made us you know excited about we wanted to play Animal Crossing, like other Animal Crossing games. After that, so I hope they announced one for Switch. So maybe at E3 or something, you know. I mean, it'd be perfect. So hopefully. Oh, Perfect. You know what? Like, I'm I'm hoping, and partly because I've been watching um the what Screwtack's new thing, Game Attack, and they've been like playing Mario Party Saturdays, and like and so just walking through every game, like Mario Party game with them, and and remembering how cool Mario Party used to be, and uh, they got to nine and ten, and they just hated it, and I was remind remind uh, remembering how bad I you know think of them as well. And I really hope that if we do see another Mario Party game, I hopefully they won't kill it off because of how Nine and Ten did. Um, that they will go back to true form, um, similar to like the battle mode in Mario Kart and Eight Deluxe and everything. Will kind of bring it back to where Mario Party should be in the true board fair, game, mini game chaos. Like that should happen. To be fair, uh, Star Rush is actually a really good game. I like that one tour too, but I think Star Rush like has enough uniqueness to the game and feels much more like classic Mario Party. There's not as many mini games and stuff, but some of them that are really good. Like it, it, it harkens back, in my opinion, to the Mario Party one, two, three glory days. So if you haven't played that, cool. you know, you can get that. I, I think it'd be great. I, the only the only downside is that it's on handheld, and I think, in, in my opinion, I, I prefer Mario Party on TV, and where like we can all gather around, you know, couch style. Um, play because I don't have too many people that are around me all the time. Like we're not going to gather together and play Mario Party on on our three yeses together. Um, like the single player, it, I've never enjoyed single player Mario Party. Like it's fun, but I won't go back to it over and over and over again. My wife and I actually did Star Rush with our three yeses, and it's one one game card is all it's needed, and uh, it's a lot of fun. So it's, it might be something you and your wife can play at least. Yeah, Island Tour was kind of interesting, but then I just got, I think I was just <laughs> burned by the recent Mario Party games. I just kind of, the Mario Party name just kind of just made me go, eh, and I just kind of just skipped over some of the other stuff. But hopefully they can win me back with a, with a good Switch game or something. I think that would be, that would be cool, but we'll see. We shall see. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, you know, a lot of different, uh, you know, it seems, uh, we're all kind of uh, enjoying the Nintendo Switch one month later. Um, the hardware is is, uh, is is pretty nice and, you know, enjoying the games that we have, especially Zelda, of course, and looking forward to more games coming up. Uh, so definitely um, uh, uh, 
pretty good time. So um, let us know as well um, what you guys think of, of the Switch and the games via social media. Just, you know, we always love to hear from you guys. And, and, and check out the other uh, shows that we have going on. Like I mentioned, you know, the game chats, especially we're, we're delving into specifics on games. So if there's certain games that you kind of hear us talking about, like, hey, Legend of Zelda, uh, that's cool. I want to know more about it. Well, you can go to the game chat for Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and listen to that. And if you really want to get into more detail on sort of the behind the scenes of how a lot of these things are put together, that sort of thing, like Shovel Knight, for example, you can go check out that interview uh, that Barry did um, with the developers of, the, of Shovel Knight. So there's um, some really cool stuff that uh, that we're kind of putting out there with Nintendo Fuse. So definitely uh, check that out. Sorry, I'm like laughing at the technical like glitches and weird stuff that's happening. We're having like clones of people pop up in our video stream, and it's it's kind of funny. Um, but uh, anyway, side note. So uh, we'll be back um, next time, which will be the first Monday of May, tentatively, which is May first, um, unless there's some other big thing that happens before that. So stay tuned to NintendoFuse.com to find out uh, about that. Uh, but thank you guys for listening, and we will see you later. See ya. Peace. See ya.